0: back to another episode of making monsters dylan obviously i did the last one uh solo i can't remember why you i think you it had was because cover- we
1: had a last minute studio issue oh, and yes. then yeah, we yeah, had yeah. to move some things around and be able to go with one mic and yes. we, we figured it out so. we
0: figured it out but uh that one was solo so you haven't been here now in a few weeks so welcome back to Glad the, to the back. madness of the off season um we are continuing all of Rumors, talks of what possibly the Bears could do in free agency, what possibly the Bears could do in the draft, and things just get crazier and crazier. Uh, I feel like in the beginning we were like, okay, well, we may stay at one. We may maybe trade back to two or four, depending what the Colts and the Texans want. All these mock drafts recently have been even crazier because obviously the combine happened, and once the combine happened, things like Anthony Richardson shooting up to number one overall start to come out.
1: Yeah, and like that was something, too. I remember we were talking with Matt. Like a month ago, mm-hmm. even at this point, and I was like, Anthony Richardson top ten. He's like, Yeah, I could see it. I was yeah. like, Top five. He's like, No way. Yeah. And like, look now it's very well, much and I viewed think, as
0: and I think you were like, I don't even think he, I think he's going in the first round. Yeah.
1: I mean, like I <laughs> for a while I did not view him as a first round quarterback, but yeah. he's just one of those guys that's got all the skill in the world in terms of like athleticism, arm strength, all that stuff, but he just hasn't ever put it together on the field. So it like terrifies a lot of people and I understand that, but I'm not mad about the yeah. rise of Anthony Richardson Neither. by any means. Go and for it's it been only good things for the bears so far and like the crazy thing about this offseason i think is like we look at the beginning of the offseason and you and i would talk about like hey like let's say the bears don't trade the pick and they make the pick are mm-hmm. we gonna be upset about that and we mm-hmm. were just like yeah disappointed but like we're still getting a that's great player
0: not mad yeah yeah. but
1: right now it's just like whoa it's not a question if they're going to trade it it's how much when, they're gonna they get have. and it's just like now we're gonna be upset if we don't get at least two firsts yeah you know so things things there. have changed quite a bit now and It's gone from being like these really underwhelming packages at first to Mm
0: -hmm.
1: almost, it seems like too big a package is what you're seeing at this point. And like, it feels like I think it happened at any moment now and I'm excited.
0: I'm so excited. And that's why if the podcast I did the last week, which I guess technically wasn't last week, it was the week before, but I went on like a rant in the beginning because I was just so annoyed with all of the Justin Fields stuff that was going on because that was just right in the thick of like trade Justin he's not that good start over you need like Bryce Young is you can't miss on him first of all no but rice right song's
1: my size. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think what was it? Has five ten and an eighth or something. I, I will say, measuring... yeah, we're, we're
1: the same height. He's definitely got a few more pounds on me than I do, but
0: but yeah. So I, Bama listed him at six feet, and I was like, no, no he's not. You're no. a liar.
1: He's probably on his dating profile too, but yeah. I don't know if that's the real life. So which
0: look, he he, he looked great. He looked great, and all of the me- uh, all the other measurables other than size, his hands bigger than Justin Fields. People really quickly wanted to point out hand size um, is important. Yeah. 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 So it, just things like that, where it's like I'm not. Saying Bryce Young is bad. I'm not saying I wouldn't want Bryce Young as a quarterback if we didn't already have a situation where I like our quarterback and I think he has the potential to be very, very good. Um, If I didn't think Justin had the potential to be very, very good, I'd be like, heck yeah, like go get a quarterback. We'll figure it out. You know, like other teams I've had to do this before. We saw the Browns do it with back to back with Manziel and Baker pretty almost back to back I guess it was well the
1: Cardinals did it with Rosen and, and Murray and Murray yeah, yeah. and, and Rosen to, was a, uh, was the ninth pick I think of the draft or something like that he was relatively high
0: so yeah. like, it was... so we've seen it happen to where teams pretty quickly are we'll like apply. this isn't it like it's not working and we haven't we didn't get that from Ryan Poles or Eberflus, we'd never got that indication that they were like, mm, I don't know, and people wanted to kind of pick and plug some of the things they were saying and making it seem like they were heading that way. But I just never got the vibe yeah. from them, and it
1: feels like we're past that in the yeah. offseason. It doesn't really feel like this is more of a discussion this is like, should the Bears trade Justin Fields and keep the number one pick? It's really moved on to like since for some reason everyone in the world had been saying like the Bears shouldn't trade this guy, the Bears shouldn't trade this guy, they're not going to trade this guy. But it took Schefter and Rappaport being yeah. like, guys they're not going to trade him <laughs> and to everyone be like okay fine they're not All gonna right, trade him we you know you, it's finally. just like every Bears fan in the world has been screaming do not trade Justin Fields <laughs> do not trade Justin Fields and like to your point on like the whole like Josh Rosen Kyler Murray thing like let's say Ryan Poles becomes a GM at the end of Justin Fields rookie year mm-hmm. and they don't give him this whole season to play there's a really like we had the number one pick we had a chance to pick a quarterback yeah it wouldn't have shocked me if they ended up being like you know what like after that rookie year I'm not sold want to get my guy but like Justin had a great season last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are things to improve Could've on. Could have
2: been better, yeah. But like, for sure. he
1: was almost breaking records in his first full season as a starter. Yeah. So like, how could you try and move on a guy from a guy like that?
0: And that's what even Lewis Riddick, who was a guy who was really critical throughout this whole process of Justin Fields and the Bears and the Bears surrounding weapons and all of this stuff. And I remember Bears fans getting mad because he was, you know, like, he wasn't wrong. He was just saying, like, the Bears didn't do anything to help Justin Fields, which they didn't, but it was because they couldn't last year. That was the one thing he wasn't phrasing right, so people got kind of upset. But he even recently was like, if you were watching Justin Fields last season and watching what he was able to do with almost bare minimum on a team and still break record after record granted some of those you know most of those revolving still around using his legs but some of those also revolved around rushing for x amount of yards and throwing for three touchdowns in one game so he was doing everything he possibly could on almost half the amount of passing attempts that the other quarterbacks that are leading the league have had so imagine if you have guys to throw to and a line protecting you to give you time and you're throwing the ball 520 times compared to 320 times what what number does that look like? And yeah. that's where you—that's when you can really evaluate Justin Fields, I think. And you can't do that truly this year. But I want to mention this before we jump into this uh, this interview. So we talked to Luis Medina. He is Bleacher Nation Bears, which everybody knows him on Twitter.
1: Bleacher Nation, very big in the Chicago sports. Scene. Yes,
0: very big. So we'll, we'll get to that interview in a second. But I saw this today, and it was really interesting because um, this guy broke down the 2022 deep ball deep ball project. He said, and so he goes in, and it's. Uh, Breaking down how accurate a quarterback is and throwing the ball downfield. So, that downfield is that plush 21 yard uh, passes. And so he goes into an overall of it of just all of the total passes that a 21 plus air yard passes and the accuracy. So, Justin Fields sits at 15th out of 33 quarterbacks in that ranking. Um, So, for someone who everybody wants to tell me is a terrible, Deep ball thrower and cannot pass the ball. Sitting 15th in his second season in the NFL. Doesn't look too shabby. Um, I'll also mention he's above Trevor Lawrence in this for this number. He's above Jared Goff. He's above Daniel Jones. He's above Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Zach Wilson, Kyler Murray, Murray, Carson Wentz, Lamar Jackson. He's above a lot of guys in this ranking. And so this one is all of them. So any air yard throw over 21-plus yards. But then he goes on and he breaks it down even more specifically. So he goes to the 21- to 30-yard range. This is where Justin struggled. And I really want to, at some point this offseason, really dive into this and see why this number struggled so bad for him. Because he was on this 29th out of the 33 quarterbacks when it comes to that 21- to 30-yard range. Um, he only, it was only 33.3% accuracy rate in this, which is so, it's weird because when you go on to look at these other numbers, so the, the next range is 31 to 40 yards. Justin Fields is the most accurate quarterback in the NFL when it comes to throws between 31 and 40 yards, and it was at 75%. He's above 32 other quarterbacks in the NFL when it comes to this number. So first, the next one is forty-one plus yard throws, and he's fourth. So he's first in the twenty and the thirty-one to forty, fourth in the forty-one plus, fifteenth in the average. But he struggles in that twenty-one to thirty-yard range. So yeah. it's really interesting, and I, I think that some of that could pro- possibly be just. The receivers that I mean, were in I, that one. Honestly, stadium. I think
1: I know what the answer is for that. I think he's got to go back to college. Look what he was at, at Ohio State. Yeah, his receivers were Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and Jack and Smith and Jigba. Mm-hmm. They are all big play receivers. Yeah. Yes, you can throw them the ball short and they'll make a play, but like most of the time, like they're catching the ball in stride and yeah. getting like a sixty-yard bomb from Justin, and that's what they did for two years and were incredibly successful at it. There was not a ton of slants. there's not a ton of screens. There was not a ton of like. Short bubble passes. Yeah. They were trying to get the ball downfield as quickly as humanly possible. Yeah. And so, like, he's just got to adjust to that a little bit more. And obviously, you got to get some more talents around him to do mm. that. But I think anyone who's actually watched the Bears the last few seasons is, like, Justin Fields has got a top-notch arm. Yeah. And he's great at throwing a deep ball. It's just the in-between stuff he's got to work on. And I think he's going to work on it. I, I think I he do. can get better.
0: And I think it will be majorly improved. I think it will be majorly improved because I think Justin's going to – specifically work on that i also think that getting receivers that he does trust and can have that little bit more of connection we have guys we we have big guys like the couple years ago there was no one i think our tallest wide receiver was mooney with five five eleven at one point the year before but last year with chase claypool with equinemius we have some big dudes now we need a guy that can create some separation yeah. and that's what will help Justin and like, something big else
1: i just totally forgot about someone he had as a junior um that left that left after he left Jameson williams who's just yep. like running a straight line, catch the ball kind of guy. Yeah. So, like, big play receivers are what he did. And mm-hmm. so, like, he just got to adjust a little bit. It takes some time.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, but that was just really interesting as I was reading it because someone was just arguing with me on Twitter last week that Justin's biggest flaw is his the deep ball. I was like, no, it's not at all. Like, that is, like, probably, it's, like, running ability this last season the deep ball and then the mid-range and short like those were at the bottom so you obviously didn't watch much of Justin Fields last year if you think that he couldn't throw the ball deep but anyways let's go ahead and jump into this interview uh, with Luis Medina.
2: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team
0: All right. Now we are joined by Luis Medina. You know him for Bleacher Nation Bears on Twitter. You see him all over the place and we love the content. So obviously we had to reach out. So thanks so much for hopping on with us, Luis. It's a, it's a, it's a big offseason for the Chicago Bears, and they have a ton of money. They have the first overall draft pick. They have a lot of draft picks in general, and it's the first time in a while that we've been able to say all of those things. So it's really exciting, And there's, but coming along with that is drama, obviously, and we've seen the drama of trading Justin Fields and drafting Bryce Young, and we've seen the drama of where exactly are the Bears going to trade. Uh, but first, let's start with free agency a little bit. Obviously, that's coming up here soon. We saw the few franchise tags that were made, which did shift some of the things that maybe some Bears fans or Bears media were hoping the Bears would or could be able to do. Um, losing those names as in Saquon getting getting tagged or on Payne getting tagged, things like that. Um, so What are you expecting in free agency with the Bears? Are you expecting any big names? Are you expecting them maybe to just build through the trenches of some more just solid players? What what are your expectations?
3: My expectations begin with me not fighting Daniel Jones in the middle of the (laughs) street. That guy just ruined my plans of, of off season no not necessarily off season glory, but my my biggest plans of pursuing Saquon, having him, Justin Fields, Khalil Herbert as, like, a three-headed monster. And Saquon's a pretty good, uh, you know, receiver out of the backfield. And, it, look, if you're not going to get a big T. Higgins type or a DeAndre Hopkins type, why not, you know, go an alternative route and get the maybe a top five running back in football? But, no, Daniel Jones had to sign the extension, couldn't <laughs> take the fresh. Pretty selfish of him, uh, <laughs> thanks, in my Daniel. opinion. <laughs> but, yeah, thanks, Daniel. After that, I, I, I think, you know – Bending on the offensive line, it's, it's, it's a weird place for the Bears to be in because they have a lot of money, they have a lot of needs, and there are a bunch of players who are like, oh, this guy will work, but then there's also players, there's a lot of players who, oh, I don't know if that'll work, but he's probably going to get paid, and the Bears have a bunch of money, and I can see it very easily coming down to agents like, hey, you need this, you have money, we need money, pay up. And it's it's going to lead to more drama. I'm excited, but I'm kind of
1: nervous. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like that kind of general feeling amongst Bears fans these days. And funny enough, actually, I was quite happy Daniel Jones signed that extension because <laughs> I'm of the opposite view. I did not want the Bears to sign Saquon. So it's always fun to get a- opposing opinions on the show here. Um, something that I think is going to be very obvious for the Bears is that they're going to need to address the offensive line. There's been some major offensive line moves in the free agency market the last few days with Orlando Bryant not getting fr- uh, franchise tagged. Donovan Smith, a long-time left tackle down there in Tampa Bay, get cut. Who are some names you think the Bears should really keep an eye out for there in that department?
3: So the offensive line is the position group that I think they should invest in the most. And the guy that I'm looking at most is Orlando Brown. And I kind of have I have an idea, and it's, it's kind of outside of the box, but it's inspired by some things that I've seen in MLB in recent years where players like Marcus Simeon, who is a shortstop by trade, get sides with the Rangers to play second base because they gave him a boatload of money to change positions. Orlando Brown was a really good right tackle in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Who's to say the Bears can't go to his agent and be like, hey, man, we'll pay you the money that you want, that that top-tier left tackle money, but in exchange, we need you to play this right tackle position that we really need to fill because we really like Braxton Jones on the Mm -hmm. left side. Now, I can very easily see... You know Orlando saying no thanks, like someone else will pay me. But man, is there a dollar amount that changes a player's mind? We've seen it in other sports tech. We saw Cody Whitehair sign his extension as a guard in, in 2019, I believe, and then move back to center. So it's not impossible. It's just an idea that I have, and I'm, I'm thinking out loud, and I'm, I'm glad that I'm sharing it right now so we can discuss.
1: Yeah. yeah. I did, well, Something really quick to that is Orlando Brown. I think that's something that potentially could happen. The only issue I do see with that, though, is the original reason he got traded to the Chiefs in the first place because he wanted to play left tackle for the Ravens, and they had Ronnie Stanley, and they said, you're staying at right tackle. So yep. I don't know how willing he'd be to move, but, you know, ideally, like, we need a right tackle more than we need a left tackle right now, so I'm not opposed to it.
3: Like, if, if, if right tackle, because there were reports earlier in the week that, you know, it's going to cost $20 million to maybe get some, someone like Mike McGlinchey. Mm-hmm. If you're going to pay that, you might as well get someone who's at the top of the class. And I just keep, I keep asking myself... Is there a price where Orlando Brown says, you know what, yeah, I will go back to my old position. And you know what, maybe things don't work out for Braxton Jones at left tackle and they can say, hey, Orlando, we need you to go back to the left side. Possible. Yeah. We've seen weirder things happen.
0: Well and especially the amount of shifting that we saw on the offensive line last year and that's what we've talked a lot recently about offensive linemen that we would like to see on the Chicago Bears and I think that it's it's easy for me to name a list of guys that I would love but most importantly to me is guys that will be on the field and I think we we've seen so many injuries happen on the O-line. I just want guys that we know will be there and won't miss a ton of games don't have these injury issues if maybe even if they aren't on the top. So obviously that Orlando Brown that news to me was shocking. I was uh, cuz we really thought that was he was about to get It was get
1: reported t- he was getting tagged, tagged. So Yeah, yeah. So
0: that one was that one was a shocker to me and obviously you do question automatically that the Braxton Jones because people were impressed with Braxton there's a little a, a few things that people say he needed to work on but he definitely improved throughout the season and then you talked about Mike McGlinchey other name that a lot of people have dropped is Jawan Taylor uh, another right tackle and so that's someone that I think is an interesting name too but even that he was him the situation down here in Jacksonville was his agent was not not very happy when they were talking about even the tag number which was 18 so are you going to pay Jawan Taylor and Mike McGlinchey 2020? Million dollars for that right tackle, uh, or do you have some death pieces at left tackle and figure it out another way? So it really is going to be interesting which ways the Bears go with that. But obviously, on the other side of the line, when we're looking at the defensive line ton of need there too and that's on both ends and interior everything and I think that obviously free agent the free agency is really going to dictate where they go in the draft deciding where what they are able to put together and free agency when it comes to that defensive line do you think they are going to push for an interior guy do you think they're going to get some edge pieces uh but some way they have to address this pass rush right
3: I think they have to do something that might be seen as unpopular and I think they might have to double dip they might have to use free agency and the draft to address that defensive line because man, that that position group needs four new starters, in mm-hmm. my opinion. I just I look at like I like Travis Gibson as a depth piece. I mm-hmm. like Dominique Robinson as a developmental piece. I like Justin Jones as a rotational guy. But there's not a guy who I'm comfortable with starting seventeen games. So yeah. I'm thinking the way that I see it. Maybe it's Marcus Davenport and Draymond Jones as free agent guys. Draymond Jones uh, from the Broncos can, can get maybe $70 million total in, in his next deal. He's 26. Kind of gives me Akeem Hicks vibes in terms of being a defensive lineman who can play inside out and, and, and you know, rushes the passer, mm-hmm. can fill some run gaps, but isn't, is kind of under the radar. Marcus Davenport, there's some post-hype sleeper stuff there as a former first-round pick. And then you have to go in the draft, and uh, you know I thought Jalen Carter was going to be a guy, and he still might be, but he's got some issues he needs to clear up. And then you know Will Anderson is obviously at the top of the list, and, and Tyree, Tyree Wilson from mm-hmm. Texas Tech is someone who's just like, ooh, he's lengthy, he's, he's big, he's got some production, he's the kind of player that you can see Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus falling for. So, like, good thing that there's like 10 defensive linemen that could go in the top 50 60 picks there's lots of options for the bears there
1: yeah i'd say for me honestly a name that i think a lot of Bears fans have been kind of pointing out recently because he isn't even technically a free agent yet but it's assumed he's going to be khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. that would be a name that i would love to see come back to chicago you know it'd be a great feel-good story not to mention if we do draft a guy like a jalen carter or a will anderson there's not a better guy in the game to learn from right there so that's just the name i think we should really keep an eye out for
3: could you imagine getting Khalil Mack back after <laughs> like a year after trading him? That would be Ryan Poles' greatest oh, accomplishment. And
1: not to mention the guy we traded him for has been arguably yeah, our best th- offender. Brisker,
0: so. yeah. yeah. And and what did they? Because they got two picks out of Mack, right? It was two just the, it was
1: one the second round pick, right? Wasn't it? Just the two. I think no, it was just,
3: it. Was, it was, I think they technically got three because they had a conditional seventh. Okay. Which they in twenty twenty three that they sent. Uh, to Chicago actually in 2022 in last year's draft. It was a weird day three drafting. Okay. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Well played on, on Ryan Poles' part to get multiple picks for, yeah. for Khalil Mack.
0: Definitely, and I think that th- this just reminded me too when we were talking about the offensive line, just jumping back for a second because you mentioned – if maybe Orlando Brown would switch for the right price, possible. possible. But I was like, hey, I mean, he, we saw Ryan Poles talk to Tevin last year, and it seemed like that wasn't going to happen and it didn't go well, and he made the switch to right guard and it went really well. So maybe Ryan Poles has has a way with some of these guys.
3: He could. I, I'm really interested to see how Poles goes about building, actually both sides of the line, because this is a guy who played in the trenches in college, was going to try at it, you know, coming out in the pros, transitioned to the front office, and was part of a front office that built se- several good offensive lines and, and defensive lines. So he should know. Look, if anyone should know what it looks like in the trenches, it should be that guy.
0: Definitely. And I, So speaking, you mentioned a little bit earlier about you being disappointed with Daniel Jones because obviously that means Saquon got tagged and will not be a bear. But now, so when you're looking at this free agent market for running backs left personally I think that David Montgomery is at the top of the list of the guys that are left and obviously maybe Miles Sanders you want to put right up there with David Montgomery but what do you think the Bears do now with the running back do you think they go grab maybe another veteran guy or do you think they look to the draft or do you think they try to bring Montgomery back
3: so I think there was a report from Matthew Berry who was checking in from the combine uh, who heard from someone that he expects David Montgomery to not be back with the Bears. Granted, there, is, there was a caveat that you know, things can change. They're still you know a week from, from free agency opening, but he, there was an expectation that Montgomery won't be back. I'd be down to have him back. The Bears have a nice dynamic there. He's a good culture guy for as much as polls and, and Iberflus talk about culture, to not bring back Montgomery at a reasonable price. Just, it probably wouldn't sit well with me, and it probably wouldn't sit well in that locker room with that being said, there are some interesting guys that you can fill that running backs room with. And one of the guys that I was looking at was Jamal Williams from the Lions. He's a guy who has familiar, familiarity with uh, Luke Getseek from their time in Green Bay. He knows the division, having played with the Packers and the Lions. And he's a like, guy just really fun. And if, it, look, if I'm going to watch the Bears next year, which I'm going to, obviously, <laughs> I, I, I want to have fun, and I want fun players to root for. Yeah. And Jamal Williams just has that aura of around him and the bears could just use more of that they need more good vibes sign good vibe players that guy's at the top of my list
1: yeah and honestly like i love dave montgomery and like for me really what comes down to the end of the day is what is the number you want to get like if okay. he wants to get more close to double digit numbers i'm not really necessarily feeling uncomfortable giving them right now i probably look towards more of the draft but like he is a good player, and at the end of the day, like he was, been successful in his time in Chicago when he's been healthy. Health has really been the question for him in terms of like no major injuries, but more like long term nagging stuff. So it'll be really interesting to see where they go with that going forward. Wow, um, I just saw I,
0: that jump that Jamal Williams made to last year. Yeah, he had he had right? quite, quite, quite yeah. seventeen yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, he had quite Holy the amount of production mo- bump for sure. Wow.
1: Uh, so something else that kind of is really like the story of the combine. You mentioned Rich Eisen had a bunch of like rumors come out from his show. Something that he mentioned. The trade market for the Bears, uh, number one pick, has significantly steamed up. It's gone from being something that's looked at as happening in like a few weeks to could be imminent almost. It seems like there's almost being packages hammered out. In your personal mind, um, is there a package in your uh, eyes that you view as kind of a bare minimum thing they should be getting right now?
0: Minimum Ooh, ba- ba- bare minimum, pun? <laughs> bare yes, minimum, yes. I didn't
1: even mean to do that. <laughs>
3: bare minimum, I feel like I need multiple first round picks. I need mm-hmm. at least 1st round pick yeah. next year. Ideally, a first-rounder in 2024 and 2025, but I still keep looking at all of this noise and listening to all this noise, and it feels like the Bears are trying to get the Texans' attention. Like, hey, we got all these teams trying to get your guy. Come with your best offer. Give us two, 12, 33 a first next year, maybe oh my oh, there's yeah, just, that surprise. is like you,
1: you, after you started saying two and 12, I was like, that's a lot to ask for, but then you just kept going and I was, Hey, I'm all for it, but I, that is, it, I am. I am not a bit more if, like that.
3: If I'm, I'm I'm on the phone with Jim mercy and be like, Hey man, I got, I got the Colts on the line. Mm-hmm. I got, um, Tennessee is apparently looking for a quarterback. I got them on the line. I got your division rivals on the line. And, and you know, if, if I'm calling Texas and like, Hey man, you want to deal with Bryce Young for the next you know, 10 years? Good luck. Unless you give, unless the price is
1: right. Yeah, and I will say definitely having the Colts and the Texans right there as division rivals is something i pointed out so far. I think is going to be a really big benefit for the Bears because like, at the end of the day, it's just like, yeah, it sucks to lose your guy, but it sucks to lose your guy way more to a division rival that you're going to compete with for the playoffs and, for the foreseeable future.
3: And even if they trade down, so let's say they trade down to two and then maybe trade down to four, they can dangle four because – Maybe someone wants Anthony Richardson or, mm-hmm. or Will Levis. They can go to Carolina and Atlanta, two teams that are in the same division looking for quarterback. I'll be like, hey, guys, come get the last quarterback available. Who wants it? Yeah. And you can move down a little more. You might, you might not get Will Anderson at that point. But, hey, you, you, the team-building process needs the, has the Bears needing a bunch of picks. If this is the best way to go about it, you got to do it. You, yeah. you at least have to try it.
0: Yeah.
1: I think something that, that they should really keep an eye out for a team that kind of is really intriguing is some of the things I've been seeing about them is the Seahawks. The reason saying that is they signed Geno Smith to a three-year deal. The guy who absolutely blew up the combine, Anthony Richardson, is someone who I think Pete Carroll would really enjoy with his ability to move like that. And he is someone who I think a lot of people view as a guy who cannot start in the NFL at least yeah. a year, probably two. Um, so if you gotta you got a guy like Geno signed up already, like... You got a guy you could, like, you know, and the Seahawks are not even picking in the top five. They are a winning organization, and the way they played this season, like they're going to be trying to win games. So, like yeah. when you're picking this high, like you got to go get your potential future quarterback. So it wouldn't shock me if they want the guy like Anthony Richardson there.
3: It would surprise me if they didn't, honestly. And like, not only are we talking about long term need, Gino isn't a guy who shies away from pressure or competition. He mm-hmm. embraces it. It's how he ended up in in Seattle in the first place, beating out Drew Locke. Remember. At this time last year, the Russ trade goes down, and the the assumption is Drew Locke's going to be the guy. Not only was he not the guy, Gino was a stud this year. And like I can see the Seahawks drafting someone and him just being unfazed not just because he has his money, but he, dude's just a baller. He, he's, he's got that dog in him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what, even when you look at Seattle, too, and we talked about this a few times this year when we were seeing how well Geno Smith was playing, and we're like, man, how much do how much credit do you give Pete Carroll because of what he was able to do, obviously, with Russell Wilson, now Geno Smith, when he was at USC with two different quarterbacks, he was able to do amazing things. So it kind of does click when you think of Anthony Richardson because he does need some work, but is Pete Carroll possibly the best guy for him to go to to kind of figure out, his way in the NFL. Um, so that's, that. yeah, all of that's so interesting. But you mentioned the one, your, your hypothetical of a 2 and a 12 and a 30-something in the next year. <laughs> but if you're looking at that 2 and 12, hypothetically, are you going Jalen or Will Anderson at 2 and then like Jackson Smith at 12? Or where's your mind at with that?
3: So my I, my dream scenario is Will Anderson at 2, Jackson Smith and Jacobo at 12, and then just figure out the rest Later. Now, if, if JSN is gone because there's there's been a lot of post combine buzz on him, a guy mm-hmm. that I really like who I think could fit Bears long term needs is Broderick Jones, the tackle out of Georgia. That guy just looks like a potential NFL tackle, ten year starter, pro bowler, just a guy that you want on the line. He moves well, he uses his hands well, he never looks off balance. That's the kind of alignment I want. He's got a little mean streak in him, too. I like that.
0: Yeah. There's a lot. Honestly, uh, Luis, I've gone through so many phases in this last few months, and it feels like this offseason's been like six months long because I guess the Bears have pretty much been in their offseason right away uh, before the season even ended. So I went through this emotion of first of like, okay, as soon as the Texans – won that football game, I was like, wow, we have the first overall pick. What do we do with this? And that's your first mind and, and your first thought is trade trade down. You have to trade down. And then I started being like, well, what if you really don't want to miss out on Willie Anderson or Jalen Carter? Do you just stay at one and draft them? And then now we're into these scenarios now where there's possible like trading down twice or trading down three times and figuring out. And I'm like, this is getting too crazy for me, but it's been a lot of fun trying to figure out. And then so obviously through all of these, I'm like, okay, well now are we moving to two, four, seven, nine, twelve, like where are we going to be? And so you start going through all of these names of people that you could possibly get and obviously Will and Jalen, you mentioned Tyree Wilson earlier, uh, Lucas Van Ness is one that I like that I've been kind of looking at, uh, Miles Murphy's another name that's been Brian dropped Brusey, of it, seen Brian a lot. Busey, yeah. yeah, and then obviously JSN so there's all these names and we don't even know where we're picking <laughs> we don't even know um, It's good but though, it's I know. good It is, it, and that's what it's exciting and it's it's just one of those moments where, at this point, there's so many ways that you could go. At some point, that first domino is going to fall. When do you expect that first domino to fall? Soon or later? Oh,
3: I, I'm kind of preparing for it at like any moment. I mm. just, the NFL is so unpredictable, especially this time of year. I just, I'm kind of on pins and needles. I remember at this time last year, I would have never thought Tyreek Hill was going to get traded. I would have never thought that we would see Devontae Adams traded, but they were. So I'm I'm expecting the unexpected. I'm definitely at a point where I'm expecting a Adam Schefter tweet
2: mm-hmm.
3: at like one A. M. Like, here's your bears trade and everyone was like, Wow, I can't believe it happened at 1 a.m. on a Saturday, <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh, well, yeah, it's, it seems about right.
0: Yeah. It's the I, NFL. I fully expect me to probably be sleeping and wake up to like a thousand texts of like, did you see? Oh, I remember <laughs> when they traded
1: for Khalil Mack. It was bright and early in the morning. I had just woken up. I sprinted into my brother's room. I shook him awake and was like,
0: we got Khalil Mack.
1: <laughs> so knowing the Bears is probably going to be an inconvenient hour. So,
3: that, that's my favorite BN Bears story is that, that broke at some ungodly hour early in the morning. I was up because because I was going to spend the day with my grandmother. And so I was texting my editor. I was texting my boss. Like, hey, like, uh, Rappaport tweeted something interesting about Mac stuff maybe happening today. So, like, let's be, like, aware of this. If you see anything, send it to me. And then I saw it as I was sending it to him. And I'm like, never mind. It's happening. I'm on it. Let's go. We yeah. got clue
1: Mac. It was a great day. Great day.
0: All right, Luis, Well, b- before we let you go, I just want to ask one more thing. So if we're looking at this offseason, obviously we've touched on each side of the trenches. We've touched a little bit on wide receiver and running back. Um, and I think just from this podcast, we haven't even had to mention Justin Fields, but I think I know your opinion on Justin Fields. Um, is there anything else this offseason that you think the Bears should really address that maybe isn't one of the ones we talk about the most?
3: You know, I would like for them, it's not necessarily a, a specific thing that I'd like for them to address, but I'd like for them to pick Justin's mind in terms of what kind of receiver he likes throwing to, because I think that will help unlock what they want to do at the position. You know, they they made the Chase Claypool trade, they drafted Villas-Jones Jr. Those guys are, are nice pieces, but they don't have a difference maker. And I think they need to communicate with the quarterback, because quarterback... Receiver relationships are complicated. Figure out what your quarterback wants and go get it. Don't think twice about it. Figure out what he wants. Go get it.
0: I like that. I like that because I think that we do in this offseason, even when we've mentioned JSN and some people on Twitter get upset because they're like, he's a slot receiver and we don't need a slot receiver. And they, you start to just kind of like put these wide receivers in certain positions. But I think it is important to ask Justin Fields, which they said they had Justin Fields in the – in the draft room with them last year at certain points asking his opinion and they did say they would do it again so obviously they are picking his brain a little bit um i'm sure justin's just like get someone who will catch it <laughs> please can we <laughs> can we have some uh, not so many drops maybe in the the right routes right? maybe someone
1: will give him some time to throw the ball too you know would be the <laughs> yeah, worst yeah. ask
0: yes all right well thanks so much luis uh we really appreciate all the work you do and we look forward to keeping up with this offseason
3: Thank you very much. Big week coming. Yes. All right. Thanks so much. All
0: right. Well, thanks to Luis. That was fun. Obviously, if you follow him on Twitter, there's a lot of, um, he posts a lot of good stuff. And recently, some of the most recent things was how the, the Giants broke his heart by signing Uh, daniel jones to that contract and tagging saquon you and i have spoke on that we weren't really on that saquon train more so because we thought the bears were going to end up having to pay him like 12 million dollars
1: i mean it's just just spending too much on running back at the end of the day if we drafted saquon and he had done stuff for us and he had been like a piece in chicago the last five years Mm -hmm. different story yeah you know so
0: yeah so and then for us obviously we're both kind of in the same mindset of like i we want montgomery back but we want montgomery back for like 8-9. Yeah. If it starts hitting 10-11, we're like, nah, sorry. And I, I saw the debate recently on Twitter has been like, why has the running back lost value so much? And I was like, I don't think they've lost value. I just think number one, the longevity of a running back most times is so much shorter. So you obviously aren't going to overpay certain guys because the amount of injuries. We've seen Saquon's injury. We've just seen David Montgomery get injured. I think back-to-back years he's been injured. Not for big, massive parts of time, but Jonathan Taylor injured, Derrick Henry injured. All of these got Chris Christian McCaffrey entire career. injured. Um, all, we see so many running backs just get hurt so much. So it's like, why do we want, we don't want to spend? We understand why the running back wants to get this money because of that, because they're like, hey, I'm getting beat up every single game. So yes, I want money. Um, totally get it. But you we've led the lead in rushing last year we yeah. granted justin fields had over a thousand yards in rushing and is he going to do that again i'm not totally sure because we're hoping for a little more passing yards but still we ha- i'm confident in the running game if david montgomery is willing to accept an eight nine amount and keep what we have there because to me that was like one of the best part of the actually probably the best part of our football team last year was the the run game um, so it, it'll be really interesting to see what they do with Montgomery. If Montgomery goes somewhere, how much he ends up getting in that new place will be also interesting. Because who, if they're if you're looking at the other contracts, are they going to give him and Miles Sanders 10, 11?
1: If Miles Sanders is getting 10, 11, wild. Good luck for whoever to pay him to that. I so know. you know, like guy can't, can't he all he can do is run the ball, can't yeah. catch the ball. Like yeah. So,
0: um, so anyways, yeah, that is. Some of the stuff that we have going on this offseason, we have a lot of other shorter kind of mini series coming up because we really want to get into the draft a little more and potential, as we mentioned with Luis. We don't know if we're picking one, two, four, seven, nine. I, 12, I mean, I've 14. seen realistically the
1: only place <laughs> I haven't seen us picking is like between like 25 and 30. Yeah. Like those are the only ones where it's like, it doesn't feel like that's going to be the spot for us. But literally everywhere else, some teams has been like, whether it's trading back and trading yeah. back up and we're doing this, this, or that. It's just, I have no idea what we're doing. So, Or
0: even trading back and then getting someone's, like, early 30 and then trading back Oh, yeah. In. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's <laughs> a
1: lot of people who are out there who just like, we're going to draft Will Anderson when we trade back to four. And then yeah. we're going to trade back up to, like, 15 and draft Jackson Smith and Jigwell. You yeah. know? So, like. We yeah. just
0: get, have to get ahead of the Packers on that one because yes. I just have a feeling they're going to take him if not, and I'm going to be so upset.
1: I mean, I don't know. Part of me is just like the Packers are going to pick safety or something, you know? Because yeah. it's just like so. they always do, do something like that. <laughs> like they're just like, why would we address the offense? You know, yeah. so. why would we
0: do that? We have Jordan Love. Um, yeah. So. We also, we're also we going to do these mini-series coming up where we'll kind of get into some of the potential players that the Bears could draft, which obviously is a large array of players because we don't know where we're picking. Um, so stay tuned for that the next few weeks. That'll be really fun. Obviously, we have free agency coming up. So once those names start dropping, we'll probably do some player profiles on that, talk to former, hopefully, coaches, but more than likely maybe guys that just covered them. But either way, we'll get a little more in-depth look at some of these players that are being added to the Bears. So it'll be a really fun next month or so. I'm excited. Yes. All right. We'll catch you guys later. I'm Taylor Dahl. That's Dylan Ryan. And we are making monsters.